0: Hi, welcome to the Warrior Families Podcast, where we seek and share principles that will help you find your path into your unique potential. Today we will be talking about experience we've had that got our family to decide to move to Mexico in order to start a school and home for abandoned children. Even though our family's goals and desires and circumstances may be different from yours, We hope that you'll find principles in our decision-making process that will help you in the decisions that you are currently facing. This audio was taken from a YouTube video on our Find Your Path YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Karen Bates and this is Joy Bates. And we are on a sled hike where we hike up somewhere and then we sit down. I've been having this feeling like we needed to start a little kind of family blog about what we're trying to do and why and I've been putting it off for months and so um, finally we're just hiking. I thought you know let's just start now and kind of take you along on this journey with us and as we learn along the way hopefully it'll also help us all learn some things about life and our potential and human nature and what we can do. Um, so our little journey started back in December 2020, uh, we decided to go on a humanitarian trip. And this is something that I had wanted to do for a really long time with my family. But humanitarian trips are expensive and we have a family of 10. And so it kind of seemed maybe like something that was out of our reach in a way, but I just really hoped that God would open up the way for us to do it. And one day I had this thought, I was in a church building, what um, we call a temple. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I had this thought about writing a book and I thought, that's crazy, who am I to write a book? I failed writing in high school. (laughs) I'm not a good writer and I didn't think I could do it, but it just was nudging me and was staying in my head. And so I thought, oh, maybe I'll give it a try. But as I walked out of that building, all of the doubt started coming up again. And I thought, there is no way, I don't even have time. How could I possibly do that? Um So I got in the car and I turned on the ignition and the song called Gethsemane by Rob Gardner, it's a Chell's song, came on. And this really strong feeling of, "If, if Christ was willing to suffer this for you, then he must know more about your potential than you do. And why could you not write a book? So that really hit me strongly and I thought, okay, I can write a book. And so I decided to start getting up a little early each day and start working on it. And miraculously that book came to be. And from there, the next thought was, well, I could do a class on this book and I wanted to have like transformational experiences. And my daughter worked at a ropes course and I thought we could do it at the ropes course. And I just had all these ideas. And so I started this class and through this class, we were able to raise the money that we needed to get our family on this humanitarian trip. I really wanted my kids to see a different perspective. I wanted them to see what life is like outside of their um, immediate, you know, neighborhood and the things that they're used to and just have a little more gratitude and just get to know different people and love them. Um, I wasn't sure what it would do for me. My mom was an orphan in Mexico when she was a little girl and hearing her stories really impacted me. And I, and we were going to Mexico to an orphanage. And so I wasn't, I was a little um, trepidatious, a little um, uncertain about how this would impact me emotionally, but I was really um, excited to take my family and to see what it would do. Um, It was an incredible experience. Um, Even my son, who is really a homebody and doesn't like going, (laughs) leaving the house, right, Joy? He's um, kind of a, Why do you even have to go on a picnic, right? Like, let's just stay home. He wasn't excited about going in. On the first day, I mentioned, maybe we should figure out a way to come back. And he's like, no, we're not coming back. This is hard, you know. But by the third day, he was really, he had fallen in love with the kids like the rest of us. And he said, mom, we have to figure out a way to get back. And we have to come back. So it was just life-changing for all of us. And on the last day, the orphanage director said, "Um, we're going to say goodbye to the kids. You have five minutes. And then the volunteers are going to go um leave really early in the morning and so this will be the last time you see them so I'll make it quick, Um say goodbyes and, and we're gonna go to bed. And uh he was trying to make it you know less painful I guess, turning off the bandaid quickly. And it was a really hard goodbye. There were a lot of tears shed. Several kids came back in for several hugs. Um, It was really difficult to leave them. And um, all the way home I just cried almost the whole way and I just kept asking God what can I do like there's got to be more we can do than just coming back occasionally and as I prayed about this I had two thoughts. The first one was to write them each a letter. My mom had told me how much it meant to her when she knew that somebody cared and so I thought I want them to know we care so write them each a letter and the second thought was to do more than just a class with the book I had written but to turn it into a school that's dedicated to humanitarian work where we could get more families out there. I thought the thought that came to me was it's not enough to just get your family out there. We got to get more families out to have these connections to see what it's like to f- experience these feelings and to share this love and where the kids also have more connections with people as well that live there. So we so that's what we did. I wrote them letters. We started Find Your Path Academy in Provo. And we were able to get um, quite a few more families. We've gone on, I think, five humanitarian trips with our families from our school or their friends and have been able to just develop these really strong bonds. And last summer we were, me and my kids and another family were able to stay for a month at the orphanage because the director was leaving for a vacation with some of the older kids. Like he wanted them to have the experience of a family vacation, something that many of them had never experienced. And so he was taking some of the older ones and said we could stay and do some activities with the younger kids and those who weren't able to go. So um, we were really excited about that. And of course we built some really strong friendships. And from that experience, like we just, again, it was like, we have to do more. Like we can't just leave them again. And it's, I mean, the orphanage is a good place, but it's not a family, right? It's not what you, you don't get the same kind of love that you get from a mom. And I think that was the hardest thing about leaving is they don't have a mom. I was to tuck them in and say, I love you. I care about you. So during this time, as we've been praying off and on, going on these orphanage trips, and I was asking God, is there anything more we can do? And then just noticing the difference in living there and then living where we live, the disparity and knowing like it's not really okay. But there's got to be a way to bridge that gap somehow. Um, I had this thought when I was running one day to call my cousin who lives in southern Mexico because I had actually looked at land near this orphanage and everything was very pricey and it really was just a dream to move to Mexico because my family wasn't all that interested, my husband wasn't all that interested, He, but we have a good life here, right? And it seemed a little crazy but uh, being the dreamer that I am, I still looked at land (laughs) and I still kind of planned and thought, and what if? And so I had this thought to call my cousin and I called her and asked her about land near her. She said she didn't know of any at the time, but if she heard of anything, she'd give me a call back. A week or two later, she sent me a text and said that her friend was selling his land um, in that area because he had gotten remarried and he was buying land in his new wife's um, country. And was trying to get rid of his land there and he was giving it selling it to us for a really really affordable price so i talked to my husband and he also thought it was kind of providential like the price was so good the timing was so right our desires were there he said oh well this is something we should at least go look at so we did we went and looked at the land while we were there he asked a lot of questions which surprised me because I wasn't sure if he really wanted to know about the land or if he just wanted to go on a nice vacation. (laughs) But he really seemed interested. And I was hoping for some kind of like spiritual manifestation that this was right. And I didn't really get it. And um, I I felt fine, but not the strong witness uh, to what we're supposed to do. But so we told the man we would think about it. we went home. And after a series of prayers, my... Has been said, I think we need to do this. There's something that we need to do in Mexico. And I had been feeling the same. So I said, okay. So after the summer trip, where I stayed a month, my oldest daughter and I went out to Mexico to this place. Well, and the night before this supposed to be purchased, I started really panicking. And I thought, I have this school that I'm running in Provo that I love and we're doing good things. And there's a lot I want to do with it. I had this beautiful family that I'm trying to be a mother to, and these amazing kids that need me. I have the kids I love, at this orphanage that I want to do more for. Why in the world am I going out to Southern Mexico to buying land? And I just started to think I'm being pulled in way too many directions. So um, I called my husband, but he didn't answer, so I sent him a text and I said, I'm not sure if I feel good about this anymore. It just feels like I'm being spread too thin. I asked my dad for a blessing. And then my husband texted me back. I think it was pretty late for him to call. And he said, you know, I've been praying a lot about a lot of things. And one thing that has felt very clear is the direction to buy this land. Like, I'm not sure where it's gonna go, what we're gonna do with it, but I, I feel it's right. I went into the city office and I purchased the land. And as I was signing the papers, I finally got that peace and that comfort and that witness that this was right and so we went home and then we said okay now what so um we after a few weeks decided to do like a mind mapping with the family so we got out the butcher paper and we started to um tread on our ideas and we all knew we wanted to have a loving environment for these kids somewhere that they could go and feel safe and feel like they have family also, a place where they could be like reach their dreams and understand their potential, understand who they were. So that's what the Find Your Path program does. It helps you see kind of some of your gifts and talents, who you are and what you're capable of, and to start making habits and systems in your life that get you there, that keep you connected to God so that you can discern and be inspired as to your next steps. Um, so we wanted to incorporate that. We also thought if they had opportunities to learn from other people in fields that they were interested in, so entrepreneurship opportunities and ways that they could also raise money so they could start their own businesses when they graduated. So I thought the Ropes course, the, class, the school at the Ropes course was really helpful in creating transformative experiences. We wanted that for the school there too, but we could also use it to um, attract tourists and to raise money. Um, the kids could help run it and we could help them start saving up um, money so that they could go off on their own and start their own businesses and have a solid business plan before they leave. Also, a mini golf course. We noticed a lot of the kids just don't like that. We talked to didn't really have a love for reading, so we thought if we started a mini golf course and had each hole be representative of a book, and as you go in, you're like curious about what that book is. Do you have something to say? A tree house right by the right by the golf course that is like the story of what the thing is or something? Like Jungle Book or Swiss yeah. Sammy Robinson. Yeah, I could have tree houses on some of them and um, have them all be like, um, like represent a different book and then have quotes from the book in these different areas and also share permaculture principles so that kids could know how to grow their own food in a sustainable way that doesn't take all their time. And that would obviously help them not go hungry and their families. So we had all these different ideas we wrote down that we wanted to include in this school And this home, because it's going to be for abandoned children or for underprivileged children who maybe don't have care at home because their parents work a lot and maybe they're home by themselves after they get home from school or different things. And so finding ways that we could help all of those kids not have to experience that, to be left alone and to feel abandoned. So um, we wrote these things down, we started creating this vision, and then we thought, okay, now how are we going to bring this to pass? How is this going to happen um, we have a life here. My husband has a job he loves. How are we going to to make this come to be? And so we, we kind of sat on that for a while. We just told everyone, let's pray about this. And several months later, my husband had this experience over the weekend. And he sent me an email. And the opening line of the email or the subject heading was, it's time to go. And he said, you know, as I prayed about this, I know you want to be in Mexico. I know this is something that you feel very strongly about is helping these kids and as I've been praying I think you know if we're gonna do this if this is something that we're gonna try we need to just go all in instead of halfway trying to do it long distance trying to travel back and forth he's like I, let's just go let's move out there sell our home and go all in make it a family project make this happen and if it doesn't work out in a couple of years I can always get another job we thought okay we're gonna try this so we, we did. We started getting our stuff put together. We thought, well, we'll sell this stuff and we'll figure out a way to get out there. So that's what we're in the process of doing right now. We had a big yard sale. Um, we sold a lot of our things. Our house is up for sale and we're trying to figure out different ways to make the money to get out there. Um, this market is a little slow right now. So it's not happening as quick as I would like. And sometimes I'm okay with that. Sometimes I think, okay, it's in God's hands. So we'll just see what happens. And sometimes I think we got to get out there sooner. There's kids who need love and we got to figure out a way to make it happen. Like do, obviously it's all in God's hands, but do everything we can on our part. So as I was thinking about this, one of the thoughts that came to my mind is to take my program and sell the book that's associated with it. So um, put it on Amazon. Um, There's seven books. I put the first one on Amazon a couple of days ago. So I'm going to start trying to raise money that way. We're having a charity bazaar. That's a, a sweet woman that didn't know me at the time, just heard about what we're doing. And she said, I want to help. I don't have a lot of talents, but I do know how to throw events. I'd love to sign an event and invite other people to share their talents. And then we can just donate the proceeds to you and to what you're doing. So that's happening on Saturday. Um, I know God will keep bringing people and the sources we need at the right time. And we just keep doing our best to do our part. So that's kind of a very short summary of where we're at now. We're gonna to get to the waterfall soon and I'll do some video there. And then if there's any battery left, show you our sled ride down. Um, but thanks for listening. And if you have any ideas or thoughts or suggestions about anything that might help, please feel free to share them. I know that this is not something we're supposed to be doing alone. I know that this is something that I need to tell people about and that it will be a community effort. <laughs> so I know your ideas will be very, really helpful and important. Okay. We're going to have a fun stay right down. So I'll film you on the way down. Sound good? That looks like a tunnel. I think when we move to Mexico, we're not going to miss the cold, but I think we're going to miss the snow. What do you um, think? Yeah. And the ice and the beauty.